are listening to the Issues on Appeal podcast, focusing on timely and timeless issues of appellate practice and professionalism. Here is your host, Dwayne Diker. Thanks for joining me for episode 60, No More Little Square Boxes. This show is again sponsored by Core Surety Bond Agency, the nation's leading agency specializing in supersedious bonds. More about CSBA later in the show. This week, the Issues on Appeal podcast is on the road at the 2022 Florida Bar Convention in Orlando, Florida. We just concluded the appellate practice section's executive council meeting, and while some people did appear by phone uh, for the first time since 2019, we are live and in person. So, uh, in accordance with this remarkable turn of events, uh, we decided to host an informal live show and talk about sort of where the section stands, uh, what's going on now, now that we're learning to live with COVID and what the future holds, including uh, London, baby, right? We'll talk about that. So, but uh, right now I'm with Kim Jones, who is now the immediate past chair. Congratulations. <laughs> exciting. Thank you. That's very, very exciting. Immediate past chair is the best job in the section. We've said that before. That's what I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> what stands out for you this year? Um, you know, I'm glad you finally got to host a, a meeting in person, which is very cool. But as you look back on your year at chair, is there anything in particular that stands out for you? I think the flexibility of our section and being able to adapt over several years of the pandemic, the um, each committee's work in finding ways to keep membership and retention and uh, fulfill their goals and projects, um, even while we're trying to do hybrid Zoom and um, canceling meetings that we thought were going to go live and then suddenly having to switch to virtual. And that all culminating for me, um, being able to end my year in a live meeting and going to a dessert reception and actually having a chairs reception. I'm very excited about all that. I think our section, though, has done a really phenomenal job in adapting and handling whatever's being thrown at them. And I give you know credit to our members and our section leadership for for that um, agility. Yeah, I think adapt and overcome has definitely been a theme, <laughs> you know, of of your uh, of your term as chair. And the now that we're here and we're in person, I think the fact that we did kind of look forward and keep planning the whole fact that you know London is in the works uh, is just a great tribute. So th- thank you so much for for your leadership of the section. It's been great. I see the the second thing that stands out for me though is that I think all of my meetings ended early. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think that's a testament to our everyone being able to kind of like move through our agenda uh, with efficiency. So it's been cool. Yeah, I do have a vague recollection of hosting meetings that were you know two hours uh, or two plus hours, or they were throwing us out at the end. So um, definitely, whether it's the communication or everybody's sort of on the same page, there's a lot of debate. The meetings have been great. Right. Right. For sure. Well, thank you, Kim. I'm going to ask you to, uh, we're just going to rotate chairs here a little bit. <laughs> Not I, Literally, I guess. <laughs> okay, so we will, we will talk to the new chair uh, of the section, uh, uh, Judge Carrie-Ann Wozniak. Judge, thank you, for, uh, thank you for coming on the podcast, and thank you for chairing the section. Thank you for having me. I can't remember if we've ever had uh, someone who is a, a judge 
uh, certainly not in the chair position, right? I think that I am the first, and I have to say, you know, life is just so interesting. When Nick Shanine, who was the chair at the time, I guess four years ago now, asked me to be, um, I believe it was secretary treasurer at the time, um, you know, if I was going to end up being a judge by the time I was chair, I, I would have probably thought you were crazy. So you, you just never know, but here we are, and I am very excited about this coming year. Yeah, no, it is exciting, and, it, and it, you know, it's it's weird for me have with someone like you who have grown up together in the section for for you now to be on the bench. It's like I have to keep remembering to say judge. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do too. Sometimes I'm like, what, are they talking to me? So I, I'm still getting used to it as well. <laughs> so I'm just curious. Do you think it will be a different experience for you being on the bench? I mean, do you think, you know, wh- whether you you know, demand it or not, which I know you don't, but I mean, judges tend to get more attention and more respect, I guess. I mean, I think it it might be really good for the section. What do you think about that? Yeah, it's something that I've thought about some, and I'm, I'm a humble person. I don't like attention on myself, but I do respect the office that I hold a lot, and so when people call me judge, I understand that, okay, that's probably appropriate and what I should be called, but I have so many years of experience, I think about 15 years now before I became chair where I was a practicing attorney with everyone. And so I I guess now I, I, I know both sides, obviously the attorney side more because I did that a lot longer. But, um, you know, I understand all the stresses of, you know, I was in private practice. So billable hours, clients, all of those things on top of all of the dedication and work that everyone here does for the section, I, I definitely appreciate it a lot. And is there anything in particular you're looking forward to the most about your upcoming year? Um, I think it's obvious, uh, the London trip. (laughs) I'm very excited about it. Um, It came to fruition, I think, probably last summer is when the retreat committee started meeting to brainstorm about possible locations. And it had been something in my mind because um, when I was in college, I interned in the British Parliament. And it was just an invaluable experience firsthand seeing everything that goes on um, in London, culturally, politically, everything. And so I just thought if I could share that with the section, it would be a really amazing thing. And so when I proposed London, the committee did not look at me like I was super crazy, at least over Zoom, which is what the meeting was over. Um, And it's really come a long way since then. We have some really great activities planned, including um, a private dinner at the Churchill War Rooms, a luncheon at the House of Lords, a day with the Middle Temple in of court, including a lot of tours of uh, the facilities and the courts and everything along with that. And we're working on setting up a tour with Parliament and just, I can't even remember everything else. There's so many great action-packed things. Um, You know, sleep ahead of time and sleep afterwards because I know with the jet lag it'll be crazy, but it's going to be a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Yeah, the agenda looks great, and I thought, when we were originally planning this, I thought we could use this as a sales pitch to get people to sign up, but I don't think we need to. We're almost full, aren't we? We almost are. I'm really excited about that, because that was another thing with planning. We had no idea what to expect with the pandemic, and we did a couple different sets of questionnaires with the section membership to make sure that this was something that the section actually wanted, and we weren't just planning this pie-in-the-sky thing that no one was going to show up to. 
do. Um, and we consistently got positive comments back and feedback, and so we continued on our way. And I think seeing the brochure come to life, and obviously the retreat committee has seen the brochure for many months. We proofread it and all of that, but thanks to Sherry Wright, our section administrator who put it together, I really think it just brought the trip to life with all of the color pictures and the um, schedule and agenda laid out and everything. And I think it made it made me excited the first time I saw it. And I think it did that for everyone else too. Agreed. Yeah, the brochure is fantastic. And so anybody who's listening to this podcast, if they if they have if they're not signed up and they want to go, they need to like book it now. There's only a few <laughs> spots left, so yes, definitely grab them. Great. Judge, thank you so much. We are really looking forward. To, I mean, obviously, you know, your your year as chair is going to be, uh, it's going to be the London year, right? I mean, that's going to be at least one of the things that people think about. So uh, very exciting. And, and thanks for, you know, spearheading that and making sure that it happened. Thanks so much. Now we'll talk briefly with um, the chair-elect, Kansas Gooden. Uh, Kansas, it's too late to back out now. You're 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 uh, you're committed. I am committed. Uh, we we briefly talked about that in the committee meetings about anarchy, and maybe this is the moment to step that way. But but we are in it, and um, I'm very excited about the next two years. So obviously, uh, you're going to London. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the the problem with London, uh, from your perspective, is how do you how do you follow up that right? <laughs> uh, absolutely. Well, I'm very fortunate that I only have to uh, play in part of the DCA judges conference, so I am thankful for that because I don't think I could follow up the amazing retreat that we have coming up this year. Yeah, maybe this will be a question for Courtney. <laughs> absolutely. Oh, I've been dropping my hints. <laughs> Great. So is there anything, anything else in particular that you're looking forward to in this next, uh, in this next bar year? Just this amazing group. And um, I do want to highlight, this year was the first time in our section history that our four major officers were female, chair, chair-elect, secretary, and treasurer. And I don't think that's gotten enough press. Um, I cannot think of another section that that has happened to. And um, I just... It really is a testament to how strong our uh, section is and how involved and how we are um, just committed to diversity and inclusion. Yeah, no, that is that is a great point, and you're right. I think that's probably something that hasn't been hasn't been highlighted enough. That um, you know, Chris Donovan was the the only uh, you know Y chromosome <laughs> on the officer board, but uh, and we had a fantastic year, and it's been it's been great and. Uh, we appreciate your service, and we look forward to to your uh, reign as chair. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> which, which is is coming faster than you think, right? <laughs> it's way too fast already. For sure. Thank you. Okay, now we're talking to Courtney Brewer. Courtney, you are the incoming treasurer. Yes, I am. Yeah, so this is your second year in the officer ranks. Yes. Um, and uh, you are moving inevitably on the chair on the path towards uh, chairness. Yes, yes. Nothing, nothing I can do to stop it now. Apparently. 
so I have to ask you, uh, what do you think about, you know, next year, this year we'll go to London, next year we'll do the DCA Judges Conference, as we tend to alternate doing, um, and then it will probably be another retreat year. Um, do you feel intimidated? <laughs> <laughs> There's no following London, that's for sure. Um, I am open to suggestions. I've heard a few of them. There have been some really fun ones thrown out there, like Napa. Uh, Philadelphia has come up in, in previous conversations. Um, Atlanta is an idea. Um, you know, I think we'd like to... Well, I don't know. I'm open to anything. I'm not going to say, like, no way are we doing another international one, but it has kind of been our tradition to do, you know, D.C. and then back to Florida. So looking to think about the doing it stateside. Um, my husband, when I told him we had gone to Key West previously, was like, can we do that again? So anything's <laughs> you know, possible. So that was my chair year uh, when we went to Key West, and, and I thought that was great. And then we went to D.C., and that was great. And I said to myself, but these are two very different things, right? And London is very different. So maybe the way to look at it it is the next choice it's not better or worse it's just something that's of a very different nature maybe if we can figure out another way to be different <laughs> absolutely and and something i think all of the suggestions i've had so far have a lot to offer so it's a lot to think about but um a fun thing to think about so i'll enjoy that i noticed as i sat here in the room for the meeting today um that the theme seemed to be like we are we're back we are engaged. We are getting going again. Is that is that what you heard? Absolutely. Yeah. I think um, you know it's really exciting to hear about what outreach has planned, what the diversity inclusion committee has planned. CLE. I sat in on their committee meeting this morning, and there were just so many great ideas. And I also think you know it's great to be back in person, but we've also learned quite a bit over the past two years about the value of doing virtual programming every once in a while. And for a section like ours with people practicing around the state, I think it's um, it's really cool to think about kind of the hybrid model we may be moving to, to where we've learned even when we can't be in person, we can actually sometimes be even more connected. And I'm excited to see how that all plays out. Yeah, it's exciting because it's not to say that we didn't get a lot done in the last two years. We got a lot done, but in a different way. Like, it completely affects everything. It affects mentoring. It affects programs. It affects CLE. It's just it's hard to think of an aspect of what we do that, it, that the pandemic, uh, you know, and COVID didn't influence. So it was great. to You could just hear the enthusiasm in people's voices that were back. I haven't seen you in two years. You know, and it gets this synergy going of ideas and things we want to do and things we can do now that we haven't been able to do. So I think it's exciting. Absolutely. It's, it's a great, um, I mean, it's just a fantastic section to be a part of. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing what we, what we make of, of the coming years. Great. Thanks, Courtney. So now if you listen to the show, you know, and I'm going to talk, do some inside baseball podcasting talk here we have what we call a mid-roll advertisement right something that comes up in the middle of the show uh for our sponsor uh and our sponsor uh for our longtime sponsor now of the podcast is court surety bond agency the leading the nation's leading uh, surety agency specializing in supersedious bonds. And since we're here in person uh, today, I thought it would only be appropriate to just do a live spot and talk to uh, Arturo Ayala, who is with CSBA. Hi, Arturo. How you doing? Thanks for having me. Good. Uh, you, you have become a fixture at these things because CSBA has been a sponsor of the section for 
so long now. I don't know. Do you know? It's more than two years. Yeah, I believe we're going on four years now. And so much of what CSBA does uh, permits the section the freedom to do the things that we do. So on behalf of, of the section, I think I can speak for everybody when I say thank you so much for what you guys do for the section. Um, I have referred a number of people to CSBA over the years. Uh, I've only heard the best things. Um, can you talk just a little bit about what you guys do and what services you provide? Sure. So we do supersedious bonds uh, to stay enforcement of civil uh, judgments. And we basically just try to be upfront and straightforward as possible with the clients, whether it's an individual, um, publicly traded entity, and we give them really what the options are, uh, what the uh, what the underwriting requirements are from the sureties, and based on that, try to guide them through the process. One of the things I like about what you guys do is it's not um, it's not just somebody doesn't just have to write you a check as security. There are all sorts of options. We discussed this um, on a previous podcast uh, about there's a lot of options. You can secure things with real estate and investment accounts and that kind of thing. I love the fact that. I, I put I get hands off with that. I, I let you guys deal with the clients, but there are a whole lot of options for bonds, and sometimes even people that could post a cash bond probably shouldn't. Yeah, I mean, what, what we try to do is understand each client, their individual circumstance, and provide the various options, and they may decide what's uh, what's best for them. Well, I am thrilled to have you guys sponsoring the show. I really appreciate it. The next time uh, anyone's client needs a supersedious bond. Please give Arturo, give CSBA a call. Um, Arturo, do you just want to give out your contact information? Sure. So you can feel free to go to our website. That's courtsurety.com. Our phone number is 877-810-5525. Or you could email me directly at arturo at courtsurety.com. Great. Thanks, Arturo, and thanks for being a part of the appellate practice section. Thank you. Yeah, so our, our, like you say, last but not least, uh, Chris Donovan. Chris, you are nothing. <laughs> you are nothing to the section now. I mean, I'm technically a past chair. I like you, I but yes, I am. I am nothing. <laughs> you, you, you have lost your great job as immediate past chair, and you're now, you know, just a past chair. That's true. In fact, you made it so during the meeting. I think you, you, you fixed my nameplate by crossing out the word immediate and uh, just leaving the past chair. So the, I just wanted to put you on the podcast because we have joked so many times about you being the virtual chair of the section. Yes. I, I don't think there was a single live event while you were chair, was there? There was not. There was not. So how does it feel to be back uh, in person? Uh, it feels good. Uh, candidly, it feels a little like I missed something, but <laughs> at the same time, it feels, uh, it feels really good to be live and in person and seeing everybody. It definitely does, and and uh, I think uh, I'm, I'm sure you agree with me that the the officers have done such a great job. Um, you know, as past chair, you get to sort of just sit back and 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 follow their lead, uh, and that, but it gives you a unique perspective on just what a great job uh, they've done and what a great year it's been. Certainly, yeah. I mean, it's great to be able to offer any kind of institutional knowledge that I might have. Uh, but it's also, they, they run the show now, and, and they do a great job. They spend many, many hours behind the scenes keeping this uh, machine that is our section running. <laughs> Anything in particular you're looking forward to as a uh, past past chair? Uh, I mean, I got to wear a name tag that says past chair, so that's, it has the word chair in it, so that was something. That was You know, ironically, I have a, a past chair 
name tag that sticks to some metal in my closet, and I look at it every day, and I literally forgot to bring it on the one day for the past two years that I could have worn it. (laughs) That's great. That's great. All right, well, I think they're breaking down the hotel around us, so this is probably our cue to stop. Chris, thanks, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Hey, thank you. Thanks to all of the outgoing officers for being guests on this podcast celebration. I apologize for the audio quality. Anytime we do a show live, uh, there are always issues with multiple microphones, and we, we do our best in editing to clean that up. And then, of course, outside noise, it's, that's the hazard of doing a live show. Remember, podcasts are never legal advice, and nothing that I say or my guests say should ever be interpreted as legal advice for any particular situation. But if you're a lawyer who needs the help of an appellate lawyer, I'm happy to try and help. My contact information is always in the show notes. And please consider using our sponsor, Court Surety Bond Agency, for your client's appellate bond needs. Their contact information is also in the show notes. Please take a moment, add it to your contacts so that you're ready whenever your client needs a supersedious bond. This marks the end of another 10-episode season that has been sort of inexplicably delayed. I, I take the blame for that. Changes in my work, my life, and and the world kind of derailed the groove that I was comfortably in. I blame COVID for some of it and the general pandemic malaise and changes too. I don't see the show coming back to every two weeks, but maybe sometimes. I will podcast when the inspiration hits and there is something interesting to talk about. If you all have ideas for shows, let me know. I don't want this to be like CLE that you have to hear. I want it to be the platform where we can discuss the geeky things that appellate practitioners actually like to talk about even if it doesn't excite most anyone else in the world. I hope that you will continue to download and listen. Thank you for considering this week's Issues on Appeal.